It's the Tiltcast, episode 554. You're naked. I'm afraid. Very afraid. And this week, guys, we talk Diablo 4, Jagged Alliance 3, Xenonauts 2, and Remnant 2. Stay tuned. Very swampy. Stop pinching your nipples. Ah, and we're back. Oh shit, we're live. Oh god, it's the Tiltcast for an M-rated show. I'm Nas. I'm Jason. I'm confused, but rusty. And the three of us are gonna get about thirty minutes of bullshit. Some games, some news. Jason's delayed. Um, it is. 2.43 2.43 p.m. on July the 29th, 2023, at a balmy 98 degree, 99 degrees. Feels like Ugh. 107 degrees. And I'm going to come to that shit. Wow. I'm not sure I yet. really, really... I mean, it could change a lot in a month, Rusty. It's not a month. It's like... Three, three weeks. Yeah. It's counting down, man. I'll be back in detail. Yeah. So, anywho. I um, mean, I woke up early at like 7.30 this morning, took advantage of the cold front, and it was 80 degrees when I started mowing my lawn. Oh, my God. It's 78 degrees in the middle of the day up here in the Northlands. Yeah, that's nothing. You should come up to uh, uh, up north. It's uh it's mighty fine. Yeah, we're uh I'm a crazy person and I had took a bunch of photos of a band last night for a promo kit that they were putting together. And they wanted some day shots, some some night shots, and then my OCD kicked in really hardcore because I was trying to see if there was anybody downtown that wanted to do anything. Not a lot of people responded, so Went home, played like 30 minutes of Remnant, and then stayed up till 3 in the morning, like picking out my top shots kind of thing, and then woke up again at 6.30 this morning, and then finished out editing everything by about 10.30 this morning. So I guess my brain couldn't sleep because I had something I wanted to accomplish. And I'm not really tired yet, but who knows what'll happen. I got like 12 and a half hours for the sleep. It was... It it never happens until it does. It was amazing. I haven't done that in 25 years. It's, <laughs> and believe me, it was unexpected because all I wanted to do was just kind of like, you know, I just wanted to relax for a little bit. It wasn't necessarily a super stressful day or anything like that. I just needed to stretch out my back, you know, so I was like, all right. Fine, I'll just like set a set a timer for like twenty minutes and take a uh, take a quick cat nap. It didn't go off. I swear that alarm didn't go off. Were you like in a chair? Mm, no, I just I just passed out in bed. You know, just stretched out. But it was um, yeah. It 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 turned into twelve and a half hours that twenty minute nap. I felt really rested afterwards it was great um but uh it really cut into my uh uh in, into my game time last night 
I can see that. It was uh, I, and I was I was getting some progress done on you know you know on the new game that we were playing, uh, Remnant, uh, Remnant Two, um, and I was like, you know what, my back hurts. I'm just gonna like you know just I'm gonna chill for a little bit, and yeah, that's what happened. But it was not the uh, not not planned at all. But I made up for it this morning. I woke up and I started, you know, I started right into gaming. I got to take a uh, take a break a little bit after, you know, after we record here, though. I got stuff I got to do. Yeah, I do, too. But the. um, I would be camping this weekend, but the family decided to uh, to go to the UP without me. Uh, I thought you were going to say they decided it was too hot. It's not. It's not too hot. It's actually quite perfect outside right now. Um, it being just below eighty degrees. If you wanted to jump into the, you know, you know, into a lake, it's possible, but you don't necessarily have to. Not, uh, not super soupy. Um, it's not even a little bit soupy. No, at, at eighty degrees, it's perfect. It should, for me, if it was seventy degrees outside, it would be absolutely perfect. 80 degrees is getting into the, uh, into the, eh, it's a little warm. I spent my entire, pretty much my entire week camping in above 105 heat indexes. You're, you are crazy. Like what inspired you? So you t- obviously took time off work and then you went. That and- wasn't my doing. It wasn't your doing. What? You got fired and then you decided <laughs> to go camping? <laughs> no. My wife decided we were going to, instead of just having just a relaxing week at home, she decided we were going to go camping. And oh. this kind of weather? Oh. You could have, this uh, kind of weather. You could have, like, traveled north, like, far north, gone on a road trip and camped out for a weekend. You know where it's cool. I wish we had. So you're you're a lot lighter now because you sweated all all out of your balls. It was um man, I cannot even imagine. You had AC at least, right? Oh yeah. We had AC. We had AC with the uh um yeah, with the camper. Uh, that doesn't save you from uh, sweating like a stuck pig. Yeah, it's like the thing is, is like I still don't understand because like I've been the only time I'm going outside is to get in the pool. Or to go to the mailbox or to go to my car to somewhere else that's also inside. Like I'm doing a lot of inside, and the only outside I'm doing is when I'm in water. Like the other day, I had to do a bunch of stuff outside. I bet I changed clothes three times. Like I don't like swamp ass. Oh, yeah, dude. swamp ass is bad. The only thing saving me was that I could from. Camper, AC, 
straight into the lake water until I have my fill of being in the water and then go straight back into Camp Racy. That doesn't sound like camping at all. That just sounds like torture. <laughs> I mean... Uh, but the kids enjoy, fucking enjoy it. You know, they like spending the whole day in the lake and whatnot. Okay. Well, uh, that doesn't cost that much. It's a... Uh, it's, Except for the gas I can't, for the AC. I, I, for me, camping is more than just like going to a place and then jumping in a uh, into a body of water and then going back into another place. Like if I'm going camping, I want to sit around a campfire. I want to cook over the campfire. I want to drink. I want to have I tell stories. You know, and I almost I almost never get into water because of my aversion to like water. <laughs> Um, I, I don't swim in pools. I don't swim in lakes. I just, I just don't swim anymore. So it's like, if I go camping, if it was, if it was the same, uh, definition of camping as you, it would just maybe be, it would be me in a camper in AC at a place with bad, bad internet probably. And, um, that would be miserable. I would just be miserable. Um. So, I mean, yeah, it was so hot even still at night that I didn't even light a campfire. I mean, ugh. it's yeah. What what's the point? No, I mean, I want to be able to you know to you know to cook out. I think you know some of the best you know burgers and brats I've ever done were over a campfire. Um, you know so. I mean, I cook on a on a grill, but I was not um, lighting a a big old campfire to just no uh, to I cook can't. myself by you know yeah well I it's 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 just sad now I do have. This weekend, I do have the uh, the the run of my uh, my parents' seasonal, um, and it might be that I might go out you know to the seasonal and spend a you know spend a night out there because, I mean, why not? But of course, this is not like long distance camping. The freaking campground's like, you know, a five minute drive from here, so it's a. Uh, like if I really wanted to go sleep on my own bed, I suppose I could. But uh, the uh, you know, the idea of uh, of going out camping is it's it's different. I I don't think I've ever I did I didn't go camping in in Oklahoma when I was yeah when I was there mainly because all of the camping months were like fucking stupid hot <laughs> and. uh I didn't have the benefit of AC. I had a tent. So if you can imagine, like, freaking putting yourself in a, uh, in a sweat lodge, uh, <laughs> to, you know, to go to sleep. Um, yeah, it was not, it's not fun. Like, so I, I, I don't understand the appeal of camping out there at all. 
Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, uh, I've gotten enough in nature. I don't, there's a reason I do a video game podcast. It's because I like two things, really. Well, three things. I like live music. I like photography. And I like playing video games. And most of those, those other two things can be done indoors. Like, I was taking photos last night. And the guys and gals thought it would take me a long time to, like, shoot the photos, right? So we get to this place at 6.30. And I finish shooting the outdoor stuff in, like, 30 minutes. They're like, well, what do we do now? I was like, well, you wanted some night shots. And I, I told you this would be early. I was like, there's a bar across the street. Let's go over there and cool off. Like, I was wearing a tank top, sandals, and shorts, right? Like, I was still pretty fucking hot because it was 100 plus degrees outside. And, you know, you're getting to a point you're shooting photos for a press kit. Like, you don't want to be sweating all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know... These guys are like wearing long pants for the most part, right? Like I can tell they're dying. So we went in there and got a little bit ripped because, you know, we had to wait another hour plus to get to a point where it was dark enough to take shots again because it's the summer. And it's not dark enough to shoot shots for something really moody and at night unless you're, you know, at night and about 930. So then we went to this other place that was around the corner and then it took me like 25 minutes maybe to get what I wanted and I was done. I was like, man, we probably could have started at eight and then cooled off and then just went to the next spot and I'd have been done, but it was fine. Right. Like it was, you know, I enjoy doing it. So, but I was, I was sweaty as shit. Like I planned, I brought another t-shirt just in case I went somewhere else. Cause I pulled that tank top off of my car and it was just like almost ring ringable with sweat. Ugh. It was so hot. Ugh. Yeah, dude. Like, and I was just outside for like 30, 40 minutes the first time and 30, 40 minutes the second time while we were outside, right? Like just two little spots. So like during this summer, during the summer season, like I need a lot more than seven shirts for the week. I need like 25 shirts for the week and I don't mind doing the extra laundry. It's just too hot. Yeah, it's it is way too hot. I mean, I spent the entire fucking week basically shirtless and in swim trunks. <laughs> well, alrighty then. I, uh, we're already used to you at this point being basically naked on camera, so I assume that's again why you're not doing camera because you're naked again. <laughs> All right, right, no, you're you're just... naked. We're afraid. <laughs> <laughs> no, Very. I am not. I am not naked. <laughs> I am I am shirtless and in shorts, but I am not naked. Okay. Well. But that's because I'm inside and I have AC and it is nice and cool. I I like to keep myself well refrigerated. I I like to keep myself And very I am modest. soaking up all the AC in the closet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Recording from the closet. Jason, but yeah, Jason does all this from the closet. It's I just... do record in a closet, but that's because in my house, it's the only space I have big enough for my PC to go that the kids can't regularly mess with my computer. So I'm curious, like you don't move your desk in there, like you actually keep your desk in the closet. Yep. And then you hang clothes above it. 
What I mean, oh, that's sound the damping, desk right? Is technically taking up the the walking space within the closet. Yeah. And everything's in racks behind my desk. Yeah. And that's it's like the sound blankets and you know in the studio. It's yeah. it's just he's speaking into, you know, dresses and drawers, man. <laughs> I uh, never dresses I've never, and polos. I've never actually <laughs> looked in Jason's closet. But I'm I mean, I've been in Jason's closet. It, yeah, you have. Giggity. <laughs> Did you find any presents back there? <laughs> well, I'm not saying not on camera. But <laughs> like, hard segue away from that. Speaking no, of hard, like that reminds me. Um so I was, you know, like cleaning up after I'd broken up with my ex, right? And my friend Vanessa's over here. Actually cleaning out this closet right next to me. Of course, I put a bunch of her stuff there and I was, you know, going to pack up stuff so she could take it away. And Vanessa reaches in there and she's like, well, this isn't what I expected. And I was like, what did you find? She's like, it feels like a giant dildo. Oh. Then she pulled it out and I was like, it's a giant dildo. That was a giant dildo. That's not mine. She's like, "I, I didn't think your ass would take that. (laughs) <laughs> but it, you know it was covered your, it was covered proper, but it was just like she just, your proper what? response should have been you don't know me that well whoa 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 what do you know i don't want to know oh my god what painted into a corner so moving along right um, left left <laughs> I don't... left we're gonna curve left uh stage left uh we've been video playing video games, games. <laughs> <laughs> um i will uh, say just quick review on a couple of things um i mean to get the smaller titles out of the way i played some xenonauts um that's an early access and it's a little bit basic right now there's not a whole lot of different mission types, but Xenonauts is pretty good. It is 100% turn-based. Um, the graphics have been redone. I don't know that it's really that crazy expensive. I don't remember how much I paid for it, but I want to say it was a, around $30. If you've got an XCOM itch, it's pretty good. Um, but it's kind of like generic. It's like old XCOM. It's not like new XCOM. Um, it is very, very difficult and you will die a lot. Don't get attached to your soldiers. Um, they're just going to die. Keep the good ones and call the weak. Um, but I've got like 10 hours in it. It's pretty good. And then I played Jagged Alliance three, which actually has a little bit, it's a full complete game. It has a little bit more substance than Xenonauts. Um, the weird thing about Jagged Alliance is that your characters free roam until they get into a combat encounter. And then they're in combat. And I've found kind of the sweet spot with Jagged Alliance is moving around in stealth mode until you spot an enemy. And then positioning your soldiers with Overwatch. And then triggering the encounter with somebody to get the combat started. Or starting the encounter with somebody who's stealthy. And then as long as the body isn't discovered, you can continue to pick things off without action point use until combat starts. Um it's a pretty hard game. 
Um, but I do like it. It's kind of got, I don't know, it's, you're a ragtag mercenary team in a, you know, a fictional world uh, as a mercenary group that's helping liberate a small country. Um, combat kind of feels like Wasteland. Wasteland 3 is better, though. I don't know. It doesn't live up to Wasteland 3, but it also is worth a purchase. Like, so far, it's like a pretty, pretty solid 4 out of 5. Um, nice. But I didn't get into much of Diablo 4 Seasons. Um, I started, but I didn't really dig in. Did either of you two dig into the Season 1 of Diablo? I, I did. I did a lot, actually. Um, so I, uh, when you start a season, of course you have to start a whole new character. So, and I said, I was going to do a, uh, uh, a, a necromancer. Um, and, uh, I, I found that in this season, there was some changes. Obviously there's a lot of changes because there was a, uh, a, a fairly big patch right before the season that kind of broke a lot of shit. Um, and it's still technically it's still broken right now. Uh, it has not actually been fixed yet. Um, by fixed, I mean, they haven't really like repatched it. Um, but right now the season's kind of wonky because, um, uh, because a lot of little, a lot of good builds were broken, but a lot of new builds were made because of the, uh, malignant hearts. Uh, so I can only speak for Necromancer because that's the only one that I've played. But Justin, you you will definitely appreciate this. What if I told you there was a uh, a malignant heart that you can attach to a ring that automatically uh, casts uh, the corpse tendril uh, ability every second with no cooldown? I would say that's amazing. That is insanely good <laughs> so every second that sounds almost fucking game breaking every second all of the enemies within corpse tendrils range gets pulled to you know pulled to a centralized spot and then you can of course it uses your uh, your normal corpse tendril uh, 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 like abilities and whatnot so it makes them vulnerable to uh that is constantly going off every second as long as there's a corpse available. Uh, and you can just, as long as you have that on your bar, it'll uh, it'll cast it. So there's a lot of builds for Necromancer that's going around that just uses that. Uh, and right now I'm really close to level 50 on, on my Necromancer using a minion-only build. Like... It doesn't, I, I barely do any damage personally. It's all minions. Uh, and one of the best builds available has to do with corpse tendrils, minions, and uh, a unique ring that, of course, I don't have. But um, the unique ring allows the, you know, the shit that's been hit by a minion to basically explode. So... <laughs> It's just maximizing every bit of uh, minion damage there is. And I'm not sure how far or how you know how far that build will go, but I've also heard that Bone Spears like you know making uh, making a comeback, and 
of course, there's a number of different things, but the season's been kind of it's it's not really been great. Um the 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 seasonal stuff that uh that's added on there. Of course, I'm gonna I'm going to be directly comparing this to like a seasonal uh thing for Path of Exile. Because I've played through a few of those seasons and I've seen some of the stuff that they've done. This is eh, it's just kind of meh. It it feels very tacked on and it doesn't necessarily it doesn't necessarily change all that much. I feel like there's more changes in uh in how uh, Blizzard has balanced the classes with the latest patch um that was more you know that drove more changes in uh in builds than the uh the seasonal stuff did um the rewards are kind of all right i guess uh it's mostly cosmetic one of the most notable uh things that they did was uh you do get some platinum from the uh uh from the season pass uh but it's like 666 platinum it costs a thousand platinum to have uh the season pass so you get like 666 of it back um which is if you go and do the math you have to actually you know buy two or three uh seasons just to be able to you have to buy two seasons to be able to get the first one free and then you have to buy two more seasons <laughs> before you can actually get any more free. Um, so it's kind of kind of weird and kind of scummy that way. But uh, and the internet's kind of been up in our arms about the uh, the platinum rewards. They didn't have to put platinum rewards in there. Is my my thought. So I mean, I think they're just making a big thing out of nothing. Uh, but that's that's just. That's just my thoughts, but it's been pretty fun. Um, I have, I have a little bit of a, a time actually just building new characters and just like going through and, and trying shit. But with, uh, you know, with the changes that they made in the patch, my sorceress just dies. Like my druid just dies. Uh, I, there's, the survivability is gone from the you know from those two classes. I feel like there was a a, a pretty major change there, uh, to the point where I can't even play those character, uh, classes anymore. So, um, in the you know in the news, of course, you know Blizzard has knows that this is a problem. They will be resolving it. A lot of the uh, nerfs that was you know that was applied in the latest patch that everybody's all up in arms about is uh is being retuned in the next patch and most uh almost every class is getting a buff of some sort uh and uh they're trying to balance things out so that you can have fun playing the game instead of it being like a slog uh so until that until that patch goes through i think i'm just gonna be playing other games uh that's that's slated to come out i think uh in about a week from now uh so uh first first week or second week of august is when it's supposed to come out uh so 
I've got at least a couple weeks of uh, giving Diablo a break. I, I'm kind of giving it a break too right now. Like I want to want to play Baldur's Gate next week, and then obviously we'll be talking about Remnant Two here in a minute. So like that's something I'm very engaged with right now. And I got you know other things, so it's just kind of like Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate's a huge ass game. Um, yeah, I went ahead yeah, and just yes. bought it. You get an achievement if you log in and do it for just a second. And I was going to buy it anyway, so I went ahead and logged in, created a character, and uh, got the weird-ass early access achievement, and then bogged out to jump on Remnant. But, did, Jason, did you play any Diablo? This is the first time I've turned on my computer a week. God dang. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. So yeah, I'm uh sorry guys, but I'm uh fairly boring this week. That's all right. I mean, we we kind of knew that you were uh you were doing doing things. So Yeah, doing the family stuff. But hey, I mean, at least you got that out of the way maybe and you can actually like play games now. Um, I certainly hope so. <laughs> yeah, but with this, you know, with the with these these games coming out, like the the changes, like I'm I. What were you playing before? Um, you were playing uh, Rogue. Yeah, yeah. So with uh, uh, Rogue actually feels fairly decent. Um you know, still after, uh, you know, after the changes, like it was still very survivable. Uh, it was a little less so, but you had to kind of worry about jumping in and jumping out of stuff. Um, I think that, you know, going forward, you're going to, uh, you're going to have some fun with, uh, with Rogue. But like I said, it's probably going to be another couple of weeks before. Before uh, they before really the, patch it. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, if there was something that you wanted to play in the meantime, this would be the time to uh, you know, to find it. You know, it sounds like Druid and Sorcerer are kind of broken. So yeah, Sorcerer for sure right now is not worth uh, not worth playing at all. Um, just be- just because you just you you see an enemy on screen and they just like fall over dead. <laughs> uh uh, they just they don't have any uh, survivability in, in late game. So, but yeah, it's there's a lot of games coming out right now, uh, and even some smaller games that I've been you know kind of thinking about you know picking up. There was a uh, one that went on sale just recently. What was that? Um, oh, uh, Elderand. Um. What's that? It looks like it's. It looks like you uh, picked it up and bought that like uh, in back in May. Um, Why are you snooping on my activity? Elder what? Elderand. I'll have to look at it real quick. It, it's a. Oh, uh, oh, I did pick this up. I just haven't played it. Yeah. <laughs> the, damn, uh, I'm horrible. <laughs> what? In library. Fuck. 
Yeah, it's, I did buy it's this. like a Castlevania like uh uh you know side scroller that you know it was just it's, on sale for like one third off, so I decided to pick it up. I picked it up in early access and I think it's in my early access folder, so maybe it just basically got out of early access. Gotcha. Okay. Was, well, one of I'm my not snooping games. on your activity. I just I clicked on it that says uh it says that you had purchased it and played it for the first time back on May 15th. Yeah, I remember it now. It's it's brutally hard. It's a it's a hard Castlevania like like you got to The controls are a little bit weird if I remember. I'm going to I'm going to have to try it out again. I've just I have had so much on my plate that I I forgot I picked that up. That's sad. Well, this is I, what happens when it. you have adult money and no relationship. <laughs> I picked it up. It was uh, it was like, what, 13 bucks. I was like, yeah, it looked interesting. Yeah, I haven't played enough of it to have an opinion on it. Yeah, so I, that's one of the things that I picked up. Um, and, of course, uh, there was Revenant 2 that we picked up, you know, basically together. Yeah, now Remnant 2, like, for whatever reason, there was a, there's some, there's some people online that were whining about the uh, performance of it with early, at the end, it was like, you could play the gunslinger if you got it, like the ultimate edition or whatever. And me and Rusty, I was like, Rusty, there's a green man deal. And I don't remember how cheap it was, but it was like 30 something dollars, right? Right. So like, I got the green man deal and I was like, okay. Like you're gonna earn thousands of iron and scrap and whatever, like whatever this fucking early access bullshit. And I didn't really want to play the gunslinger. Um, I wanted to play the like from the get go. I've wanted to play the guy with the dog because come on, I Lola's been the, the show mascot forever. I like puppers, um, a lot. So it's like I want to play the guy with the dog. So I was like, fuck it, doesn't matter. I've got so much on my plate with Diablo and everything else. Um, I'm going to pick up Remnant normally. So I ordered it, right? We picked it up and then it released like what? Tuesday? Was it Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday. It was, yeah, Tuesday. I think it was. And, uh, I installed it. I had a lot going on with work. It's a really shitty week at work. So I, uh, didn't end up really digging into it much until really about Wednesday. And then we kind of dug in together. Like, I'd barely started playing a character, and you'd just launched the game, and then we played, like, a couple of whole levels together. Mm -hmm. Got through some pretty decently difficult stuff, and I felt like the reward loop on this one was a lot faster than the last one. I feel like I'm getting a lot more things. Um, It's not like Diablo. It's it's not like buckets of loot popping out. It's no loot pinatas, but, like, every big thing you beat, like, comes with something that can be turned into a mod or into a weapon. Um, and there's a lot of big things to beat, like mini bosses and main bosses, right? And there's, it seems like there's a lot more puzzles and riddles in this one too. Like it's a mix of like the old Resident Evil 2 thing, right? Find the key or find the note or flip this. I'll have to tell you, so quick tip, you can get it from the onset of the game. There is a, uh, this, and you're asking about my machine gun anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you how to get that machine gun. It's, I'm still using it at power level 11. Um, you take your, your flashlight and you inspect it and flip it over and there's a code on it. And then you go to the main guy's office and there's a 
chest in there that you open with that code that's on the bottom of your flashlight, and it's different per person, but so that code will be different for me versus you, I think. You get a key out of that, and then you run all the way down past the storage containers, and there's a locked door down there that uses that key, and then there's that machine pistol that I'm using, which is like an Uzi. And Son I like, of a bitch. But I've been using that basically from like power level one. Son of a bitch. But like... I, I ran into that chest <laughs> early on in the game, and I was like, I wonder what this is. And then, you know, I've been inspecting everything, right? I saw this, the code scratched in the bottom, and of course, the guy that gave that to you, is, it's his room. I was like, this is probably an early hint. So I went back there, that opened it up. And then just wandering around the map, I found the storage containers and I found the locked door. And I was like, I bet that key opens that. Yeah. Like, son it, of it a took bitch. took me 10 minutes to figure that out. Oh, my God. So, like, yeah, I didn't beat anything for that machine pistol. It's hella useful. I love that sidearm. Um, it's got pretty good aim. And then I found a ring that gives me 30% extra range with everything. So, like, my fall off damage on that machine pistol is pretty low. I honestly use my sidearm more than I do my regular gun because it's got such a fast reload. Um, I The first mod I picked, because you get one free mod when you start the game, was the hot shot mod, which lights stuff on fire. And then I'm attached it to that machine gun because I use it all the time. And then we got a mod called Witch Fire pretty early on that I've just not taken off. Dude, um, it's fucking great. <laughs> it's a grenade launcher that shoots a line of fire that does some really decent damage. Um, and you get two shots and I've been rocking that on my main gun a lot, um, and loving it, honestly. So like I've been using the starter gun I got with the handler, the starter rifle and just upgrading. It's like at level 11 now, I think. And then that machine gun I found, like I've found other weapons, um, but I'm just not, I'm really attached to these two weapons. So I'm going to level them up and then. You know, if I get to a spot where this is one of those games you literally can play forever and still have fun. Like I'm, I went something, I was looking at like a hints and tips video and it was like, don't forget the adventure mode. I was like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot that last time too. So I'd found an amulet that gives me 50% more scrap. And then I just rolled adventure mode because you can do simultaneously story mode and adventure mode at the same time. And then running a campaign in adventure mode and a campaign in story mode. The levels are randomly rolled. The bosses are randomly rolled, right? Like all the stuff's randomly rolled. And you can just keep trucking along in adventure mode and have a completely different adventure you're having in story mode. Um, and the levels are a little bit more streamlined with like more side dungeons, I think. I don't I don't know exactly how that works. But like I'm doing a completely different, almost completely different than my main story. Like the only thing that's similar between the two is the clock tower. I ran into the clock tower in both. But that asylum that we were doing, like that was, I found that in adventure mode. I did not find that in the main story at all. In fact, I'd already finished mm -hmm. that whole level without running into most of the stuff running into that. Um, minor spoiler, but you'll only know it when it happens. Like there's just a lot of coolness with just the discovery in this game. Like the story's pretty half-baked, you know, go find, go friend friend who disappeared into Crystal that got reactivated. But, like, all this world building on the side is pretty interesting. And, uh, like, the just the randomness of, like, that that uh, Bloodborne-style level that we were in. Yep. Um, I've had totally different side dungeons in my other one. 
Yeah, um, I was saying that the uh, the side dungeon, like the side dungeon doors, are different than what I had. Yeah. So I knew immediately that it was going to be a completely different place, yeah. and that's kind of something that they brought in from uh, you know, the first Remnant game is that uh, the side dungeons, you know, you could well, every time you roll the campaign, because you can basically restart the campaign at any time. Um, you know, and it just will start you off at the very beginning part of the campaign and, you know, re-roll the random encounters, the bosses, the uh, um, uh, the side dungeons. You get different things for doing those side dungeons. And sometimes uh, you need to have a uh, a run that has specific sets of side dungeons together. Like, there's a item in one side dungeon that's used in another side dungeon uh and if you can get if you get lucky enough to get those together you can actually run into uh uh new weapons and stuff like that yeah and the bosses there's multiple different ways to get items from the bosses as well well, and we so, were just noticing, like, I didn't know this would work, but we went back to the asylum, and in the asylum, there is a spot where one of the bosses spawns. And he's not a particularly hard boss. He's like an amped up version of one of the elites, honestly. And uh, you just went over to the spot. He spawned in. We beat him, and then we had both got beaten him before, so we got some extra cash for beating him. And, like, you level up differently in this game. I don't remember how it was in the original Remnant, but, like, you level up your abilities by using them and you level up your gear by breaking down stuff for scrap, right? So, or getting scrap drops plus items to either make new items, new mods, or upgrade your existing stuff. And so your power level is directly related to your gear. It's not like you kill things to get XP. You you kill things because they drop scrap. And that scrap is used to, you know, modify the stuff you have and make yourself more powerful. And the power level of the enemies is tied to your gear score. So, you know, I've got a gear score or a power level of 11. That's, you know, whatever they're tuning the enemies to for me, basically. But all that really does is make them hit harder and have higher health pools, I think. Yeah. Um, but when you have more tools in your kit like that becomes easier to manage yeah it's it's important to note that this is not one of those games where you can like really run be, uh run past enemies you do have to uh to you know handle the enemies even the fodder enemies because this is at its core a souls like well i was calling uh, and, it like uh elden gears because it, right like, elden gears is is a good way of putting it yeah because like we found out playing multiplayer, and I guess you'd remember this in the previous game, like ammo drops are shared, but everything else is not shared, right? Like he can pick up scrap and I'll get credit for it, or he can pick up a ring or whatever and I'll I'll get that ring in my inventory. But long gun and short gun ammo, we kind of have to divide and conquer on what we get. So like we just ended up using melee a lot more often when we first started. And then I got really used to playing melee. So for a lot of this, I'm okay. And it's really more the some of the boss encounters that it's a bad idea to be melee with that, you know, I end up expending most of my ammo for is that or like the elites and stuff like that. But 
like, for example, like how good the random roll is on the level is pretty intense. So like there's a sewer layout, right? I had a sewer layout that was filled full of werewolves in my main campaign. Completely yeah. different game than what we did. And a whole bunch of electric slime um, that would shock the water if you got in the water. And then me and you played it and we had a bunch of like we ran into the weirdest fucking quest. Like there's this guy that's kind of like Gollum hanging out by a grate in a tunnel that brings one of us over to him and then tells Rusty that we're looking for. Um, I don't remember exactly how it was worded, but <laughs> something that, you know, it was it was a great power that he needed. Right. And we look around the corner and there's like this wisp thing flying around. Rusty goes up to it and it attaches himself to Rusty. And then Rusty's hearing all these weird voices and then <laughs> like nonstop. And then we progress further and we realize we have to go through the whole level to get back to them. And it's filled full of these sluice gates that have really long open timers. And and the thing about this thing that this wisp that Rusty captured is he's hearing a lot of voices and it attracts all the enemies in the level to Rusty. Yeah. So we went from having a very dead level to a very intense level where like all sorts of shit spawning in. And then we have elite spawning in and like waves and all this other shit. So every time we open a gate, it triggers an encounter with like three to five elites plus a whole bunch of fodder. And the thing is, is the fodder hits pretty hard if they can kind of get you locked in. And so like it, we got, it got pretty hairy on a couple of these really slow opening sluice gates for me to rusty to kind of battle it out. And we were working our way back to that guy. And then, you know, you can get one of two rewards. So you'll get a reward for getting rid of the wisp. Or you can trade that reward for something else. And I won't say what it is. I think me and Rusty both agree that in our case, the traded reward was better. <laughs> so, yes. um, like, and that was a completely different experience. The only thing similar in that experience with my other one is I did have those red slimes and some of the tile set looked the same. But the AI, you know, the way they do their random generation of dungeons is pretty good. Um, like yeah, it made sense. It laid out, you know, I don't know how much of that's handcrafted, but it was a completely different experience than what I'd had before. Before I would had all these slimes that were sitting on these bone piles and I kill the slimes and out of the bone pile would spawn a werewolf and I'd have to fight the werewolf and I had to kill like seven werewolves looking for some guy's like dead wife. Um, that was part of the impetus for me being in the, the sewer that time was finding out what happened to this guy's wife. So like, the uh this game's great. Um it's not <laughs> Elden Ring, right? It's completely different. I've seen some of the tile sets that look very mass effect. I haven't gotten to that. Like everything I'm doing right now is a very uh very fantasy setting. Um well not that that's not fantasy either, but you know what I mean? Like very very souls esque, I would say, without being souls. And still feels fairly handcrafted, even though I know it's completely random. Um, yeah, it's good, and that's it's really that's, good. It's very good. Like there's, uh, and I've always liked from the you know first time I played Remnant. Like we played, I played through that game multiple times, and it's different every time. Uh, and you just you never know what bosses you're going to be running up against. Uh, our playthroughs are going to be completely different. Um, you know, our separate playthroughs are going to be completely different. 
because you could have different bosses than I would have, you know, and it's possible to be like, hey, you know, hey, I've got this boss. You don't have this boss. You want this, you know, you want this gun. Jump into my game. Do this boss, you know, with me. You know, it's totally possible to do that and be able to, you know, to, you know, to get more out of it. Um, and it looks like, you know, you know, you can kind of match make into people's games. I'm not big into that myself, but you could match make into people's games that are, uh, that are not set to private. Uh, so if you wanted to play multiplayer, you know, co-op, you could do that. Um, it's definitely better with friends. I'm, you know, and I started with the, uh, with the medic, which generally medics are, you know, if you start a, a, a game, a solo game with a medic, you're like, you kind of, you're playing hard, uh, uh, playing a little bit harder because you don't have any offensive skills. It's always, you know, something super defensive or like in my case, it's a healing, uh, defensive. It worked out for me because, you know, I, I tend to play longer range anyway. Well, and when we play together, I mean, it means that I always have a heal up every 60 seconds. And not to mention, like, so, like, my character, I'm multi-classing now, and so I've got the alchemist that I randomly discovered in the labyrinth level, and the I found an alchemist stone, and then you craft that, and it gives you a, basically, you now can multi-class. So now I've got the alchemist abilities, too, or at least the starting ability that I'm starting to level up. But, like, he's got a defensive shield that also helps remove status effects. And then on top of that, um, he gets a damage boost, like just from the get go, like at like level two or level three alchemist. Um, but you could literally, like I think if I pick up the metal, I get the gunslinger traits and I can pick that up at any time and then swap that out. So you can sit there and multi-class. Now, one thing it doesn't do, the original remnant did is you don't level up armor. You just get armor sets and they all have different bonuses and have different uses. Um, I found the alchemist ar- armor actually in the sewers. Rusty. So hmm. um I fought that was with the werewolf boss. I found it sitting up next to a dead guy. And then I got yeah. the alchemist armor. But in the uh the alchemist also starts off with that sh- double barreled shotgun I found, I think, or something similar to that. And then we found that in the uh, asylum. So I hmm. like your double barreled okay. shotgun, so I might actually level that up at some point. But, like, the the point I'm getting at is, like, we've had some very unique experiences. Like, at some point, I'm sure some of that's going to wear off. But, like, Adventure Mode feels like the good in-between, like, let's do a campaign, and then if we don't like it, re-roll it and see what else we get, and use that to level up gear or find new gear or whatever. And, like, these encounters are unique, and they're good. The game runs well. Like, I was going back way back, like, 20 minutes ago when we first started talking about this game. we uh. There was a lot of reports about it running really rough. To be fair, you know, as they say with letter To be fair. Um, me and Rusty are running good machines. Um, I'm using, I turned off DLSS just to see how it would run. Um, it's running pretty okay. I'm getting a lock 60 pretty okay right now. Like I'm not seeing frame drops or anything else like that. Again, playing on a 4090. Um, I can't hardly... I don't know that he can even tell the difference between 4K DLSS and not. 
I mean, I might try to turn my frame cap way up and see if that makes a difference. Um, but visually, I can't really tell a difference. Um, Rusty's playing on a 3090 and playing at that weird. Is it running an ultra wide? Is that how you're playing it? Yep, I'm playing an ultra wide. I had to change the little, uh, change the FOV a little bit because it was kind of fish eyed on ultra wide. Uh, but you can change that a little bit, and that worked out, you know, rather well. Gotcha. It's, but I haven't run into you know to you know very many issues. I'm running it on DLSS uh, um, uh, quality, and I'm you know hovering between sixty and eighty to the point where I really don't even notice it. It's a. Uh, it's it's working you know quite well. I could probably fine tune it you know a little bit better if I wanted to go you know higher because I've got a hundred twenty refresh rate. But um, I don't really notice it much after you get past ninety. To be honest with you, like even at sixty, it looks really smooth to me. Yeah, and it's as long as it doesn't you know have hard dips to the point where it, it you know it stutters. I don't have a problem. Like that's that's not the biggest deal. Now, I can imagine this, you know, running a little rough on, uh, you know, on some older rigs. And I could try it on my Steam Deck for science. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's possible. It's, it's just, um, you know, like anything that's, you know, like not a 3000 series card would probably have some issues. Uh, like a 2000 series card will still be able to play it, uh, but you would be, uh, you know, you'd be turning things down a bit. Um, I'm sure there's, you know, like a, a graphics fine tuning video that you can check online if you want to. There's a few people that you know that do that kind of thing. Um, yeah, but I kind of want to yeah. just keep playing this forever. That's a good sign, right? Like it's been this and Diablo, been scratching very specific itches. Yeah, it's it's good. It's I mean, it can be rough, uh, especially if you're playing solo. Uh, it is much easier uh, with uh, with friends. Um, just because you have somebody to pick you up if you end up, you know, you know, you end up falling over. Right. But yeah, it's. I I feel like it's gonna have its it's gonna have its lifetime. Like you know, the original remnant was fun, uh, but you know, you once you get through everything and you have you know you have your favorite gun, um. I, I know it's going to end up having a uh, a lifetime to it. Yeah, what, I, I, what I think we get so too. out of it though is, I mean, between the you know, between us, I think even at you know the the forty dollars or whatever the hell we spent on it, super worth uh, that. So, super worth that. Uh, so if if you liked the original Remnant, pick it up because it's. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna notice some things you know right away. Uh, that uh, that's going to be like, oh yeah, I remember this, uh, and it's it, it, overall it looks a lot better than the original, uh, like th- Remnant from the Ashes. The random generation on the levels look better. The uh, I think it gives you a little bit better power level to start than you did originally in the other game. The other game was really difficult for the first couple of hours, like to the point where you're like single pulling shit, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, I don't. I think it's a little bit easier to get started. The bosses are pretty challenging. Um, I think starting off with 
the uh, challenger or the dog guy or the medic are all great places to start because the medic's got the healing. The challenger's got a revive that definitely comes in handy. It's got a 10-minute cooldown. And then, uh, you know, the handler gets a free revive as long as you got a heart. So you watch me eat it while you're <laughs> waiting on me. And a dog just pulls a heart out of my pocket and he's like, here you go. Let's get mm -hmm. up and keep going. So the dog's super useful. Um, and the dog, like, I've got the dog tuned for healing right now, so I can actually heal you for 25% of your health. <laughs> Just oh, with my dog. Nice. Um, yeah, you reminded me of that stuff, and I was like, oh, yeah, I should change it over to the healing dog, and then I can get rid of all of this heal over time stuff I got on my my bar here. Um, but, yeah, there, there's more loot quantity, too. I, there's a lot more loot than the first game. The first game was really stingy for a while. And you got, like, 10 drops over the course of a campaign, maybe, right? Or 10 things to craft, and I feel like I'm getting something about every 20, 30 minutes is useful. Yeah, it depends on it depends on the run. Like, I was having the hardest time actually picking up a long gun, like the main handgun, um, until, well, I've, you know, how things are. You just complain about it once and it happens, right? Um, I've only so got one, like, main hand weapon so far. I've got a, a bow. So completely oh. different than you. Uh, the bow's super handy, but I just it's expensive to upgrade, so I haven't messed with it yet. Right. I I just and I, I I didn't get a bow. I don't think. No, oh, the uh the the main hand gun I have is uh it's got fingers. It it's got fingers on the barrel. <laughs> I solved uh I solved a really weird puzzle. So you remember in like Skyrim there's like a light puzzle in one of the Dwarmer dungeons where yeah. you had to like shine lights in a specific order. Well, there's a something similar in this game where it's like there's a bunch of symbols over doors and then there's this book that tells you what symbols go with what and then there's a story to the symbol. So like the, the hint here for this, because I don't want to spoil it for you because I felt super smart when I finally figured it out. Um, there's a symbol over the door that tells you what story to reference, and then that story it'll put some, it has some stuff in bold that tell you kind of like what to look for, and then that kind of helps you guide yourself into how to align the symbols to make that door open. But it's got like two doors that open, and then and one of the doors, um, like what is how does that work? Two doors that open. And then if you look back, there'll be a symbol over the entrance that you came in. And then that, when I did that symbol and figured that out, then a bow came out of the ground and I got a bow. So it was just oh. some random dungeon I went into. And then it was just a whole puzzle dungeon, like no enemies, just a whole bunch of lore and a whole bunch of weirdness. And I figured it out and did it. And it took me about 45 minutes. Like I got to the point where I'm taking pictures of my phone on like what I'm referencing so I could know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I like that stuff. Like that was pretty neat. Yeah, that's a, and it's it, it's a it's a really good game. Uh, I've I've had uh, a lot of a lot of fun with it so far. I've only got about eleven hours into it, but I, I want to kind of go back to it. Wish I didn't have to do shit after you know after the cast year because I could play more. But but yeah, yeah. Uh, Remnant Two so far. At least two thumbs up from one from me and one from Rusty. Maybe it's four thumbs. If we both give it two thumbs up, now it's four thumbs up. Um, it's a solid. It's a solid top five game of the year right now. 
right. uh, for me, like super solid top five game of the year. Like uh, only th- right now, it's this and Diablo that are in my list. Um, because I can't even remember what else I played that really hit me this hard. Those two games have hit me in a way that I just, oh, these are good. Um, even if Diablo is a little bit broken right now, um, eh. it'll get fixed with with uh, with. With Blizzard games, it, it it they break it, they fix it, they break it, they fix it. It's it's just a cycle for them. They'll figure it out. Yeah, I think the shit's tuned for the uh, for the new sockets that you can get versus you know your old builds. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's a uh, a relatively new uh, a relatively new community team as well. Um, so when they made changes, <laughs> because so many they, people they forgot. <laughs> they forgot one of the uh the the uh the big rules for uh you know for live service games. If you're going to nerf something, give something in return. You know? You know, if you're you know, so that's the that's one of the biggest rules that there is for live service games, you know, of any kind. Otherwise you if you just nerf something, you know, nerf it into the ground. And you don't give the players anything in return. It feels like the player feels cheated, you know. Right. You just feel like you just had you've been robbed. Right. Exactly. And it's no longer fun. Uh, you know, if if something if like that say like the the where uh, the the whirlwind build was too strong, so they nerfed it into the ground. Give make one of the other. Uh, uh, other builds that was not being used as much, much more powerful, so that people, you know, will transition over to it. You know, right? And then try to balance everything out, you know, to a new power level. You know, it's they've they failed to do that on this on that last patch, and they've learned from that mistake because oh my god, you know, there was there was an uproar. It was an uproar on X. I mean, Twitter, or I don't know what the fuck that's called anymore. Um, uh, so <laughs> it was. <laughs> oh yeah, they got their shit kicked in. Yeah, it was. It was pretty bad. All right, is it time for a break? I think it's time for a break. Y'all, All we'll right. be back. back it's the the second slash first can opening again right i didn't get the can open because uh you did that shit while i was up well that's unfortunate i'm not salty not salty at all (sighs) all right nope what do we got what do we got what do we got we are back after uh you know, doing the things and stuff of looking for news. Um, just something to just bigger news of, of note, right? Like we got Phantom Liberty, which is the big expansion for Cyberpunk coming out here next month. Um, City Project Red is announced layoffs of 9% of their total workforce. It's like 100 people. Yeah, which is a decent amount of people, right? But yeah. they have a lot of projects spinning. 
So you've got the next two Witcher games that are being done and the Cyberpunk sequel, I guess, being done and an unknown IP being done all at the same time. And I, the speculation is, is they're past the heavy production phases of these, some of these games. And so they just don't have space for the other group of people. And you consider, right, like they have that many projects going, like at this point, like maybe they're in a QA space for some of those games, you know. Um, they are rumored to be providing pretty decent severance packages. But to be honest with you, like the games industry is like this, right? You get some hired guns that are coders or designers, et cetera, that are not the core team members. Um, and then they end up letting those people go and they're contractors and they end up doing other projects. So, right. And it's, it's not and, like, and it's always been an ebb and flow. Yeah. It's not like something where like, Oh, the, you know, CD project red is having a bunch of issues or anything like that. Like they own fucking good old games. Like they're fine. And the Witcher series and cyberpunk series have made them buckets of money. So like they're fine. Um, but it is right. something of note that just means that, some other projects are probably getting closer to finished. Um, that doesn't mean like months from now, but like maybe in a year or two, we're going to have another CD project project, right? Besides just this big DLC that they're releasing for Cyberpunk. But yeah, apparently it's like six projects that are in the works. So that's a lot of projects. I'm sure we'll see something here soon, and that's probably 10 years of content from them at least. So we shall see. Um, Indeed. something mm. else that kind of popped up on the internet um, apparently your Ubisoft account can be permanently deleted for inactivity um, it will not delete purchase games but it will delete non-purchase games so if you had a free Ubisoft account right and you got whatever free offerings they had from different promos but mm -hmm. never purchased any games um, they can delete the account and the games if you don't log in um, apparently you get three emails though, before you get to a spot where it's going to be deleted. So if you're in trouble and you get the email from Ubisoft saying they're going to delete your account, do the steps to get it reactivated. If you don't want to lose your free stuff that you got, um, those of us around this table, I don't even fucking, I've got a Assassin's Creed, uh, and Splinter Cell, I think on my Ubisoft account. Yeah. Uh, they can delete my account. Um, <laughs> as soon as they delete my account. I'll never buy another Ubisoft game again. Well, I might, um, I might get that new Assassin's Creed. Like, I'm cautiously optimistic for that one. Eh, Since they're trying to go back I'm, to the roots. That's fine and all, but I have not. I mean, uh, Ubisoft has a flavor, right? And they have not, if they have not changed their flavor in... Over a decade. <laughs> Probably longer than that. Uh, like, it's find the, tower, the more... reveal map, do things, do activities on map to find next tower, to reveal map, to do activities to move to the next thing. Sometimes right. have a really good story, sometimes not. Um, I still haven't completed the latest Far Cry game, and it's been in my library now for two years. I've um, tried. I've tried, like, three of them, uh, and, I, and I can't. I can't get into them. I just, I just can't. There's nothing, nothing that like every other uh, Ubisoft game. Every time I start an Ubisoft game, it's like, ugh, this is another Ubisoft game. Fucking end. Uh, close I application. I haven't played a Far Cry game since five. Yeah, and that was like what three or four years ago. 
And that's the thing. I mean, Far Cry was probably, of all the Ubisoft games, the ones that I liked the most because it was more first person. But even even though, even, even that, you go to a, uh, you know, like a, a stronghold or whatever, you know, snipe everybody, change the flag, you know, go on to the next stronghold, right? You know, it's it's the it's the same gameplay loop even in those. Uh it just it feels super samey. The you know, you get your uh you get your silenced fifty cal sniper rifle and you basically win the game. Uh yeah, it's it, I don't know, man. I, I've not I've not had any fun with uh with Ubisoft games at all, so I will I will continue to uh to shit on Ubisoft because I can. Um until they decide to uh you know throw the frickin' rule book out and you know take a chance on something. Uh Ubisoft can delete my goddamn account as far as I'm concerned. And uh that's me stepping off the soapbox. You can move on now. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> Um, there's been a rumor that the source code is now available for Far Cry 1, which is leading some people to think that a remake of Far Cry 1 is coming to play. Honestly, in my head, like 2 and then 1 are my two favorite Far Cry games. I know that's kind of weird, but 1 is a really takes itself really seriously, and you have malaria the whole time. Right. And I really liked that game when it came out. Um, I don't yeah, know how it plays diamonds. out. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know how well it plays out in that today's world, but... Uh, like, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. I mean, I remember the uh, what I remember from Far Cry is the uh, is the tech that they were bringing in, but that was right around the same time as uh, uh, as like uh, Crisis and stuff like that, where first person shooters was bringing in new tech. You know, the the fire engine uh, in Far Cry and shit like that, right? Um, that was that was what was you know appealing to me not necessarily the gameplay itself but the fact that that, that this tech is becoming a a thing uh and now like you get full-on fucking movies when you play video games so <laughs> like shit has uh, advanced quite a bit since then so it's taking a lot more to uh uh to impress me these days i mean that's fair and and you're not wrong like a lot of that was like tech showcase games right i remember having a lot of fun with that but it's been a really long time um since i've played um far cry one like way more than a decade at this point um one big thing that's like really kind of upsetting me is i'm not a big 10 cent fan and 10 cent just bought out techland now techland is saying that they are retaining full creative direction on their games i just worry that every time tencent buys something that there's a lot of monetization for bullshit um which always annoys the piss out of me um techland is the people that did the original um dead island and dead island riptide um as well as dying light and dying light 2 um all four zombie games right um i like all of those games pretty well um dying light seems to be doing quite well Dying Light 2 right now, still, um, with new modes and new things to do in that game if 
you know, you're one of those people that plays that game. It's like kind of a live service game. They release a lot of free content for it and then add additional content through uh, small DLCs. And there's not a lot of DLC out for it right now, but it, Dying Light 1 ended up having like a whole other game's worth of content that was added into it. Yeah. So doing the same thing, I just worry like what Tencent's influence is going to be on that studio. So, because they've been so solid the last 10 years, like, why would you do that? Like, I feel like that game was fairly successful. But. It's um, an almighty dollar, dude. Yeah. I mean, Tencent being, you know, being the way that they are, they want to be, they want to be the uh, the Chinese EA. And I think they've, you know, they've done a fairly decent job of actually getting their their fingers company. into anything that they can. But I don't know, man. It's that is that's also tied to some geopolitical shit that we, you know, we tend to, you know, to shy away from here. Um but on top of you know, on top of all that, you you're right. I mean, Tencent tends to put, you know, some fairly scummy style, you know, you know, monetization tactics in, into play. They don't do it on everything. Um, and there are some, you know, small developers that Tencent's actually picked up just playing devil's advocate here that made some, uh, you know, you know, made some, you know, decent games out of it. It's, you know, they do breed some, you know, some decent games out of their, uh, uh, the developers that they pick up. Yeah, I but, know you like really like Dyson Sphere program, and I just didn't pick it up because I didn't want to support Tencent. Yeah, it's hard because Dyson Tencent... Sphere program was you know it was built by a very small team of people uh, that had a uh, they had a vision to do a you know a a factory game that was built on spheres instead of on flat ground. And I liked Factorio a lot. I picked that up. I didn't even know it was, ten, you know, uh, was backed by Tencent until afterwards. Um, and that in mind, I just, uh, I decided that if there was ever any kind of monetization added to that game, I would never actually support it, you know, support the monetization, but I'd play the base game. I mean, there's not a, not a big deal behind that, but I know it's, it's, in in a perfect world, we wouldn't have to worry about this shit. We would we'd be looking at the game for you know the game's merits and not necessarily who's backing it, right? But unfortunately, we don't live in a perfect world anymore. Yeah, no, I I hundred percent agree. I I don't have any other news. I was going to see if you guys had anything that I forgot. Uh, I mean, outside of you know, outside of a, a couple a couple things like um. I remember playing a game called Immortal Phoenix Rising. Uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising. It was kind of like a a, a Zelda like almost. Oh yeah, um, based in uh, Greek mythology, right? Right. It was um, based in Greek mythology, but it was kind of like uh, an Ubisoft game that was mixed with a Zelda game, right? It was you know it was that kind of deal. Um, the combat was all right. It, I guess it's it it sold all right, but um, the the reports are now that the uh, developer uh, behind it has canceled 
the sequel, which was supposed to be something, you know, was, you know, going with a completely different, like, pantheon of things. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, I didn't even know that there was a sequel actually planned for it. Um, but yeah, there's, there's no, uh, no continuation of that particular IP. And it's kind of sucks because new IPs are what we really need in the game industry right now. Um, I and, don't uh, disagree. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't know. Uh, that's, I know there's, I know there's more, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. Oh, <laughs> POE. Yeah. POE too. Um, I was looking at, uh, uh, I've got this, you know, got this up. Exalcon was not too, uh, not too long ago. It was strategically planned, you know, almost immediately after Diablo 4's release. Um, but uh, Path of Exile 2 uh, has been in the works for a long, long ass time. Uh, and uh, has made some pretty big promises, uh, you know, over the years. Uh, well, they've uh, put out a few... Uh, gameplay trailers and I haven't gone through them all uh, you know there's the last few or like half an hour videos each uh, but it shows some of the classes some of the acts and bosses there's going to be uh, over a hundred bosses a hundred different bosses with each with its own uh, mechanics which I feel is a massive dig towards uh, Diablo 4 because there's like what 20 bosses maybe right uh <laughs> that they just reuse over and over again well um, in diablo like there's there's all those different dungeon bosses right but the did even the different dungeon bosses there's like a spider boss there is the blood uh bishop boss there is the lich boss uh there is a werewolf boss they're uh, not entirely they don't have you're right. Like some of the mechanics are samey. They're very samey. Like, you know, the, you know, they're not unique in any way. And it's one of the things that Diablo has kind of, you know, fallen on its face for is the fact that the, the boss diversity is just low. Um, you know, it is very copy and paste at the end of those, uh, uh, those dungeons, you know, which un is unfortunate because, I mean, you want you want something that's going to be unique, uh, something that's going to be memorable, and it's memorable the first time you play it, and that's about it. Um, so having a variety of bosses, um, it can be a double-edged sword for sure. Because if you try to you know to do too much, uh, you can you can fail hardcore on some things. But I think the uh, the uh, the grinding gears team is uh, is been fine tuning Path of Exile for so freaking long now that I think when Path of Exile two comes out, it's going to uh, it's it's going to give Diablo four a really hard kick in the ass. Uh, you know, it to the point where if Blizzard doesn't like respond to it quick uh path of exile 2 is going to just surpass it in every way um it looks great it it looks great so far and i haven't really even 
you know, dug into it, you know, super hard. Um, I really hope that they don't require a doctorate degree to understand the uh, the builds for Pathfix L2, but chances are you will. Um, luckily, the community for Path of Exile is pretty big. Uh, so uh, if if you want to play a uh, uh, if you want if you've been playing Path of Exile and you wanted to pick up Path of Exile 2, the another thing that I uh, I learned through this is that uh, Granny Gears is going to keep both games alive. So you can play Path of Exile and Path of Exile 2 completely separate. It doesn't require you to like port your characters or anything like that. So that's that's Wait, a neat little thing. The the biggest thing is like how ridiculous the builds get right to the point where I'm watching hours of videos to figure out what it is. Like that analysis paralysis is real in Path of Exile. Well, that that is true, but it's also one of the things that I liked about Path of Exile was the fact that. I could pick up, you know, pick it up and go, or I could pick, uh, like I created a character and I was like, Ooh, this looks good. Ooh, this looks good. Let's see what I can make out of this. Build it up as much as, and go as far as I possibly can and see how, you know, how it works. And then, uh, and then after I've gotten to the point where the game is so fucking hard that I just can't progress anymore, I will go back. I'll look at a build and be like, Hey, if I do, if I, I want to do this, so let's see somebody else that's fine-tuned to build that kind of goes down that same path. Oh, I made this mistake. Oh, I made this mistake. Or I need this piece of gear or whatever, you know? Uh, and it becomes easier the second time you play through it because you already have a little bit of, you know, a little bit of resources to go with. So the first time I play Path of Exile 2, just like a lot of people, I'm just going to wing it. I'm just going to go in there and play this, you know, play it the way I want to play it. And then, you know, I will always create a new character and always get it to, you know, to at least the end of the story max level, like in the, you know, in Diablo four, that is like level 50, right? Right. So I'll always get it to that point just so that I could say, Hey, I've, I've tried this class. I like this class better, you know? Um, so I, I don't know. Uh, Path of Exile 2 is on the radar. Um, that is, that is, uh, definitely something that's gonna, uh, that I'll be putting some time into once that comes out. But yeah, uh, with that, I, I've got nothing else, man. All right. Well, did we hit everything, guys? I think so. I think so. So with that, you can find us at tiltcast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash tiltcast. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash real tiltcast and search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe. Find some friends of the show for the love of gaming. You've got bmfcast.com. You've got picking up the pixels or pupcast and tvgp.tv. They do fantastic things and play RPGs. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace. Peace.